Well, it is so good to see each of you. As we all know, this is Palm Sunday week. Uh, Once there was a little boy, he happened to be sick on Palm Sunday, so mom had to stay home with him. Dad went on to church, and when dad uh, came home from church, dad was carrying a palm branch, and the boy was curious what dad was doing with a palm branch, and and so the dad was saying, well, son, today is Palm Sunday, and this is the Sunday that that Jesus came into town, and the people would lay palms and their robes down uh, on the ground as he walked in. The little boy thought for a few moments and said, oh, that's the, the one Sunday I miss is the Sunday that Jesus shows up. I would hope today that our prayers that Jesus shows up. And you know what? I know he will. He has promised that he will and he will be with us today. But you know, as we think of that very familiar story of Palm Sunday, and if we have been in the Christian faith for any length of time, we have read it, we have studied it, we've heard it preached on, and we know the story of Palm Sunday. But isn't it amazing to you and to me To think that on that day, when Jesus came into Jerusalem, that they were shouting Hosanna. They were waving palms, putting their robes down on the ground to honor him. And just a few days later, they were saying, crucify him, crucify him. I want you to take your Bibles, two little simple verses. First, turn to Matthew chapter 27. Turn to verse 15, Matthew 27, 15. Put your finger there. Then turn over to Luke 19.36. No, that's a little complicated. Luke 19.36. Simply say, in Luke 19.36, we find the scripture where it says, As he was going along, they were spreading their robes on the road. Okay? Then go back to where you found Matthew 27, go to verse 15, and it says, At the festival, the governor's custom was to release to the crowd a prisoner they wanted. It is amazing to me in that short period of time how things changed. And I wondered about that, and I think that you probably do too, how one moment... They were singing, Hosanna, Hosanna, praise the Lord, and the next, crucify. I know that some sometimes just think, well, that was God's plan. But at the same time, I think it makes us stop and think about our relationship with Jesus Christ. Billy Graham, many years ago, made a statement. And it's one that, at first, many people dismissed it. But one, I think, is true. And that is the greatest mission field, Billy Graham said, the greatest mission field in our country today is our local church. Now, I don't know, maybe that takes you back. Maybe you say, well, preacher, what do you mean? I would hope that everybody in our local churches today are born-again believers in our Lord Jesus Christ. But at the same time, I believe that there are some who are wrapped up in religion and have never had a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You say, well, how can that be? I think it's one thing to know of Jesus Christ. It's something else to have a relationship with him. I think what we see on the day of Palm Sunday maybe is some of this 
of the sense that they were people, well, they were people looking at Jesus coming into town because what? He had done miracles. He had healed people. He had raised them from the dead. He had done miracles, and so that piqued their interest. That interested them. And so they looked at them in a, in a way that, that, well, because of the miracles. But I want us to see that in our world today, that words and what's in our heart could be two different things. In other words, it's easy to say that Jesus is Lord, but do you know that in your heart and have you experienced that? I wonder how much the people of Jerusalem that day had they truly experienced a saving relationship with Jesus Christ? Or was it just because of what he had done? You see, one of the first keys that I, I want us to see today, the key is that we need to have a committed faith in the living Lord Jesus. But a lot of times what we have is a self-centered faith that's about us, and not about Christ. I always tease some of the ladies in the beginning of the year because a lot of times I'll hand them a little personal planner calendar thing and, and, and I'll hand them even sometimes in November one for the next year and they said, oh no, preacher, we already got one. We've got next year planned out already. And I look at it and they do. They've got something for every, almost every day, not every day, but for a lot of the days for the coming year. Do we... Sometimes, get our little calendars or our little mental notes and plan our year and do all our things and say, God, I've got a busy year. And God, I want you to be part of it, but you're going to have to fit in these blanks. You're going to have to fit in where I don't have something. Well, should it be like that? Or should we start the year out and say, Lord, this is your year. Lord, you show me where you want me to go. You see, I wonder how real their faith in Jesus Christ. Was it just religion, or had they really, truly not ever truly met Jesus? I think in our world today, we see every day a lot of self-centeredness, and we see very little Christ-centeredness. One of the things that I want to stress on this morning is how, as a child of God, we need to be Christ-centered, amen? We need to be Christ-centered, not just one day, not just two days, but in a working, everyday relationship, we want to be Christ-centered. When we're not Christ-centered, we could be like the people of that day, praising Him one moment and saying, crucify Him in the next. You see, many of them knew Him because of miracles. Some of them knew Him because they saw Jesus coming in on that donkey, he is going to save us. He's going to save us from what? From the Romans. They saw him as a political device, someone who was going to set them free. They were thinking, man, if he'll do this and this and this, and they were thinking about themselves. I understand that. We all do that to a certain extent, but I want us to see the importance of thinking of what our Lord has done and what he wants to do for us. But a lot of times we're thinking only for ourselves. Let me tell you a story. In Spain, the, the, years ago, 
in certain parts of Spain, the king would go to these villages. And every so often, or every so many years, he would go to these villages. And so it happened to be the turn of this village for the king to come. Well, this village was not a rich village. It was a poor village. But one of the things that they did have, one of the things that they made was wine. And so it was decided that everyone in the village would get their choice wine, pour it in a glass, bring it to, down to the t- town hall, and they would pour it in this big barrel. And when the king came, he would open the spigot and get some of the finest wines of all the different people of that village. And so everybody went back home, got their wine, came back to the village. They poured it into this big barrel. And so that day when it came for the king to come, they were all clapping and excited that he was visiting their village. And they gave him a golden chalice and said, Sir, we are blessed with some of the best wine in this country. And so he went and he opened the spigot. He poured, uh, filled up his cup and he began to drink. And as he drank, he looked at them and he says, this is water. And they all looked amazed and all had that question look. But what had happened was that when the people went back and they said, you know, why should all of us give our best wine? I'll just put water in mine and a little water and wine and that'll be good enough. But what happened is that everybody put water instead of wine. And when the king came, he got water. I wonder, do we do that to our Lord? Thinking, well, you know, there's going to be someone at the church, you know, take care of that. And, you know, they'll take care of it. And so there's no need that I take care of it. And I'll just kind of look like I'm doing it. But, but I'm not really doing it. And, but it'll look all right. It'll be all right. But is it just water coming out? Because we didn't want to do our best. You know, that makes us stop and think. On Palm Sunday, 2018, do we really want to honor the great King of Kings and Lord of Lords? Or we're just waving a few palms. Hey, it looks good. You know, we got the palms going. You know, we got kids laughing and shouting. We're putting robes down. It looks good. But that's all that was. It didn't last a few days, did it? You see... Sometimes what's happening today is we're withholding what we should give give to the king of kings. We're not giving him our all. Well, someone will make up for that. We're thinking, and there's no need. Well, there is a need if we have a sturdy relationship with Jesus Christ. We would want to give him our best. But a second thing is to understand in a committed faith with Jesus Christ, We would have a relationship, a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, many of us, if I asked you where Jesus was born, you could give me that answer. If I asked you different questions, many of you could say Jesus did this and did that and did this and did that. And that's good that you know those facts. But what about a relationship? Getting to know him in the sense of wanting to understand him and to grow in a relationship where it becomes real. 
Yesterday we did uh, our update pictures for our directory with for families that who have had a new child or, or, uh, or people who have joined our church since last time. And um, um, I sat there as people came in and signed them up for the directories. And, you know, sometimes we'd get a little behind or we get, you know, but it gave me time to talk to different people within our church. Now, I knew everybody that came through. That wasn't the question. But what it allowed me to do was to go a little bit deeper in a relationship with them because we spent some time and talked about some things and some things I didn't know and things maybe I didn't understand and, and a little bit of what they're going through and the, the, the things that are happening in that, their life. You know, Jesus is asking us to have a relationship like that with him where we get to know him, where we get to understand him, where we get to see the things and, and it just makes it fresh and anew, and anew. Guys, we need to be committed in our faith and we need to maintain, listen to this, we need to maintain a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Now that's not going to happen if we never open our Bibles during the week, if we never pray to Him, if we never, you know, if we just say, I, I'll, Lord, I'll catch you next Sunday. We're not going to grow in our personal relationship with Him if we're not striving to, to understand Him and to understand. That's why the people, beginning of the week, were raising their hands and praising Him, and by the end of the week, they say, crucify Him, crucify Him. But also... Sometimes with our committed faith, we are, we're swayed. We're swayed by the temperature of what's going on. We're swayed by personal trials and by crisis. In other words, sometimes when things get tough, we say, oh, well, I'll just kind of cave in here. Or, or I, you know, I, I, I'm just going to let this kind of go by. I knew I'd. First service, I asked Brother Preston something. I knew he had a wedding yesterday, and, you know, I asked him, I said, uh, did you ask the couple uh, that phrase that we use? You know, we have this phrase, better or worse, for better or worse, sickness and health, you know, all, you know, all those good things like that, you know. And uh, um, in other words, basically implying, are you going to stick through this in the bad times as well as the good? Now, the good, hey, we all like that. Those bad times, well, that's another story. But you know, as we think about that, in life there will be personal trials. In life there will be crisis. In the life of the children of Israel, they were going through all those things and they were allowing things to sway them. I've always been fascinated with the current in the water or the water in the current. What drives that and you could put something in the water thinking it'll go there but how the current will take it sometimes in a completely different direction you see is our faith based upon situation and circumstances you know that's a dangerous thing if our faith is just based upon circumstances or a situation well those things change what are we putting our faith in? There was a little girl. He was walking in the garden, and she noticed a particular beautiful flower. And she, 
admired its beauty and enjoyed its fragrance. And she just said to herself, it's so pretty. And as she gazed on it, her eyes followed the stem down to the soil and in which it grew. In this flower, she thought to herself, she said, this flower is too pretty to be planted in such dirt. So she pulled it up by its roots, ran to the water faucet, and washed away all the soil on that plant's root. Well, guess what happened? It wasn't long until that flower wilted and died. When the gardener came along and asked the girl, what did you do with that plant? She said, well, I pulled it out of the ground because I didn't want it in all that dirty dirt. Only like a four-year-old could say. She said, I didn't like that dirt. But the gardener said, but you don't understand. I chose that spot and mixed the soil because I knew that that was the only place that that flower could grow into a beautiful flower. You see, God has placed us exactly where he wants us. Sometimes we walk around and say, man, I'm, I'm tired of this place. I, I'm tired of all this mess. I'm Look at this dirt. Well, guys, if it wasn't for the dirt, how would we make it? The dirt is what allows us to grow. And if God has planted us there, don't pick yourselves up and try to plant yourself somewhere else. Many times, that's when we get into trouble. Jesus wants us to work where he has planted us. You remember when you were younger, maybe? Maybe you went to a Christian concert. Now I know some of you are thinking Gaithers, and some of you are thinking where it's so loud you feel like it's pumping your heart. You know, but a Christian concert, and you go there, and everybody's praising the Lord, and hands are up, and you go, man, this is wonderful. And when it's over, you don't want to leave. Because you say, man, this is just great. I just, I just want to stay. But if you stay, eventually, you're going to be the only one left in the facility. Because everybody else is going home. I remember when you went to youth camp. And, oh, it was so wonderful. And you met so many friends. And you were praising the Lord. And you just felt like, man, this is wonderful. I don't want to go home. But then you came home. And you go, man, this is different. A lot of times we want to stay on those spiritual highs is what I call them. Spiritual mountains. But where's life? It's not up there. It's down here, isn't it? Okay. I know sometimes I say, but I'd rather it up here. Well, of course you would. But you know, life, remember where life is. That's where it's hard. When you don't have everybody clapping for you and some people are going, well, why are they clapping like that? And people are making comments. That's when it's hard. But if you continue in the Lord, that's when it's real. When you continue, regardless of what the people around you are saying, I am going to praise the Lord. And when we have an attitude like that, it shows that we have a relationship with Him. And it shows that no matter what everybody else is saying, I'm going to praise the Lord. And people start catching on that it's real. Today is Palm Sunday. 
by the end of the week, they wanted to crucify him. We find same thing today. Palm Sunday and Easter have been sometimes some of the high attendance Sundays, but after that, it's the same old thing. Jesus is Lord. We need to realize that in our lives. We don't need just to know him by name. We need to know him with a relationship that shows it every day. It's got to be real. Because anything else, well, what good is it? Just having the words, just having the phrases. Does that really mean anything? You see, we've got to be prepared. We need to have a living relationship with Jesus Christ that is real, that is genuine, that is growing, that's planted in dirt. And it becomes messy sometimes, but it's growing. Just the having the words is not going to get us where we need to be. We need to go beyond Palm Sunday. And we need to be standing at the cross realizing what Jesus has done. Not in disgrace, but looking to him. Because he lives. And I and you can face tomorrow. Let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this time. And Lord, I just pray that we would continue to look to you in all that we do. And Lord, that we would see the importance of living a real relationship with you. And Lord, I ask this in your son's name.